Let's open our Bibles to a few scriptures tonight. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and the 19th verse, uh, 14th verse, pardon me. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. And the grace of God was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, verse 7 In him we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 While the earth remains seed time and harvest cold and heat, winter and summer and day and night shall not cease one more scripture, 2 Corinthians 9 and the 6th verse. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And one more last scripture tonight. A lot of scriptures. Galatians chapter 6 and the 7th verse. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man soweth that he will also reap. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Tonight, I want to minister on a powerful teaching Pastor gave a few weeks back on the seeds of grace. In the beginning of this year, we have to decide what are the seeds that we are going to sow for the harvest that we are going to see. If you want to see the harvest or the overflow in your life, there are the right seeds that you need to sow at the beginning of the year. Without no seed, there is no harvest. For the Bible says, there is a seed time and there is a harvest. There is a time to sow the seed, to see the desired harvest. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We've already heard at the beginning of the year, that this is going to be an overflow of God's grace. A year of God's overflow. The overflow, grace is going to have an overflow in your life. There's going to be an overflowing power of God's grace. The Bible says, Paul says in 1 Timothy, it says, and the grace of God was exceedingly abundant, which means there is an overflowing grace that God is giving as a gift to God's church. There is an overflowing grace that God is releasing over our lives. Bible says, in him we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. The Lord redeemed us, not with gold or silver, but with His own precious blood. Not to be limited, but to walk in the riches of His grace. The people everywhere has to look into our lives. As a matter of fact, in the book of Ephesians, when you come to chapter 2 to chapter 3, the Bible says that the principalities and authorities or powers and dominions should see the riches of His grace and wisdom flowing through our lives. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How many of you are here tonight? And to say, Lord, I want an overflowing power of His grace. The Bible says in uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7 says, that in the ages to come, that He might show the exceeding richness of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. That in the ages to come, He might show the riches of His grace. Hallelujah. This age has to see the riches of His grace that is going to overflow through our lives. In the ages to come, that the riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody say hallelujah. Glory to God. So for that grace to overflow in our lives, there are seeds of grace that we need to sow. Everybody say the seeds of grace. Hallelujah. Sometimes when people say in Galatians 6-7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man soweth, but he will also reap. 
you know we hear that scripture we will see we feel uh, the, that we are standing in a judgment seat of god and god is going to oh my god pick on me pick on everything that i do but if you have a right perspective you can say bring it on Hallelujah, I'm going to take this opportunity to pour out, to release some right seeds. Hallelujah, into this year to see a desireful harvest for the glory of the Lord. If you are one of those, put your hands together. Give a shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to sow some seeds, hallelujah, according to the word of God, so that I will not reap sparingly, because I'm going to sow generously so that I can reap generously. There are about 12 to 14 seeds that we can sow, maybe more than that, but we can learn from the Bible. There is a saying, access is the seed for opportunity. Access is the seed. When someone gives you an access, it is a seed of opportunity. God rules the earth not through your pain or emotions. God rules the earth through certain laws, principles. And there is the principle of sowing and reaping. As long as earth remains, there is seed time and harvest. Bible does not say harvest time. Bible says seed time and harvest. Which means if somebody has sown the seed, a definite harvest is there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you want to walk in the blessings, the overflow, you need to have an access. Access is the seed of opportunity. God gives you access. It is an opportunity when somebody gives you an access into their heart, into their life. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. You learn something from them, it will direct it will take your life into levels that you have never thought before tonight i pray value certain opportunities relationships anointings that you've been given access to your life will not be the same again afterwards for the glory of jesus christ amen hallelujah amen you have to identify where you have access to know what your opportunities are an opportunity to show compassion and love. An opportunity to know your gifting. The difference that you have. <coughs> Excuse me. Hallelujah. It is said that when you are in a battle, you can identify with three peace. One is you will lose your peace. Hallelujah. Everybody know that you have a position of peace from uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 1. It says, since we have justified by His blood, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a position of peace. But there is a presence of peace. The Bible says, the peace that surpasseth all understanding. Hallelujah. The message Bible says, the peace that mount up. Which means, there is a situation, the doctor has given a report, but that is not mounting up. It is the peace God gives is mounting up. Because you acknowledge your situation in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The peace of God will mount up. It will, hallelujah. Uh, in Exodus 14 and 14 says, Be still for the battle is the Lord's. Though there is a stillness inside of you, knowing that it is already fought by the Lord. Hallelujah. It says you hold your peace. Why? Because you are heard of in Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have those who love the word. Nothing can make him stumble. Why are you so still? Because you have heard a word from God. You have great peace. Your peace is mounting up. Hallelujah. Oh, basis on the word that you have heard rather than the word, basis on the word of the man that you heard. Hallelujah. Tonight. When man's word is taking primary importance in your life, it shows that you are in a battle. Man's peace will remove God's peace. So when you are in a battle, you know there is no peace. You have to go into the presence and allow the peace that surpasseth all the manly understanding that mount up. When you get that peace, you know you are safe. You know the Lord has taken charge. Hallelujah. 
tonight my word of peace was the name of the lord is a strong tower the right is run into it they are safe hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord hallelujah when i took that word every powers and principalities that was lurking around my life my home i fell fleeing in the name of the lord tonight let every hallelujah powers and principalities that is lurking around the corner around your children around their future around your family tonight let it leave and be broken in the name of the lord divariya duradala bala ghadaga bala saboriya we give you praise then there is when you are in a battle you know you lose your passion beginning of the year don't have passion <laughs> even sarah when he she, she took a promise got a promise that she will get become a mother after a menopause after a uterus is gone she said to become a mother at the age of 90 the first thing she said i don't have any passion not as my father my uh, master my lord abraham i mean at the age of 100 do you think that he will have pleasure passion how can we bring forth something mighty something powerful something miraculous but still we need passion come on somebody tonight a word that god has released in your life it will be miraculous supernatural but you need to have the passion to bring it out oh may god has stir a passion in the inside of you tonight in the name of the lord divariya duradala bala shamdara god says to evangelize the city evangelize this fao you need to have passion yes i've been thinking what was the difference between the woman at the well what was the difference between the 12 disciples that walked with jesus who have seen miraculous anointings who has seen the five loaves two fish multiplied who have seen dead raised who have seen the demons cast out and what was the difference between the woman uh, who jesus found a samaritan woman who jesus uh, influenced through his words and he drank of him his presence what was the difference between her and the 12 senior disciples who did not could not bring a city to the lord but one woman with one testimony brought an entire city yes i thought about it now i understood she had passion <laughs> no wonder she had five husbands and the sixth one was hers it was a misdirected passion what a passion raba bakaratala when a passion was directed correctly oh a city come on a city came to jesus tonight may there be a supernatural passion that directed to a holy life a holy living to evangelization oh to walk in the power of god baba baba shabhoria adara adara blessed be the name of the lord Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. One of the things that when you read in 1 Kings, uh, you know, if you want to be a student of the Bible, you can start reading the Bible at the beginning of the uh, 1 Kings chapter 1, 2, 3 and all that you read. There were evil kings and one of the things that was different, I mean, one of the mistakes that the evil kings did, but the Bible says, they had obscene images during their days and it irritated god hated it obscene images stirred up wrong passion and god hated it he says they were against god and one was worse than the other hallelujah if obscene images hurts the lord and he hates it what about images of the supernatural images of god doing something good in your life imagination hallelujah come on somebody tonight it will stir up a passion to see something powerful something marvelous tonight may your imagination be released tonight to see that will line up with the passion tonight oh ra ba 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 shekhereo Oh Daimana Masia every misdirect passion hallelujah be directed towards the kingdom of God may there be a kingdom passion tonight when your passion when you have got all this unholy thoughts and hatred bitterness when you feel like hitting somebody <laughs> you are in a battle when 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 you are sleeping and when you are uh, 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 dreaming about uh, you know smashing your wife so be of marriages in the battle hallelujah 
But I come to the third person. When you have a battle, the third thing, third P that will be missing in your life is people. You will not have an access to right people. When Jesus was ministering in this three and a half years of ministry, he had 12 disciples. He had 70 disciples. He had 5,000 people. He had fame and power went out throughout the people without any advertisement. It just, hallelujah, went throughout because of the anointing and the power that he carried through. Wherever he went, even when he went to take rest, people followed him, the Bible says. Hallelujah, glory to God. But on that day when he was betrayed, when he was on the cross, the Bible says there was not one person when you are in a battle, people will be missing. Hallelujah. The Bible says so much so that he has to lay down his own his head on his own shoulder and die. Hallelujah. But tonight, Jesus became a peopleless person. Come on. That you and I will have the anointing the, of access to die. Hallelujah. That you will have a 24-7 access to the right people. Oh, Dara Bagoro through the cross gives us access to the right people that's why on the day of Pentecost uh, right people came and the right fire came tonight oh come on somebody tonight oh let 2023 oh, be a gathering of the right people in the right place and let the right fire that will bring forth an overflow enter into your life tonight if you believe it lift your hands give him praise and thanks oh hallelujah Access is the seed for opportunity. There is a saying, battle is the seed for territory. You know, there's a powerful word. And David was the most fought person. You know, the man who maximized. Hallelujah. Uh, in his battle, 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 29 to 30. 1 Kings chapter 2. It's a powerful word tonight. 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 29 to 30. It says, King Solomon was told that Joab had fled to the tent of the Lord. Oh, sorry. 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 29 to 30. Then the king swore an oath and said, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my soul from all distress? NKJV says something powerful. He says, who has redeemed my life from every distress. <coughs> every distress. We all fight a good fight of faith. Good fight of faith. The weapons we have is prayer, worship, praise, confession of the word, speaking in tongues, fasting, travailing. Sometimes believer, you know, sometimes you think, Lord, can battle cease from my life, Lord? David would have asked, can battle cease from my life, Lord? But David did not ask because the Bible says, every battle, every distress, God delivered him. Hallelujah. Tonight, 2023, we are not asking for the battles to cease. We pray for the deliverance over every battle tonight. Oh, Baraba, because battle is a seed of opportunity. Oh, Raba, Kara, Doro, Bakaraba, Sikaraba. Hallelujah. Amen. Battle is the lifestyle of a believer. Because somebody, because what you want, somebody also wants. Tony just spoke and said, do not be in the comparison race. There is a battle for your family. Sometimes a mother fights a battle for home to stay together. Your business is a territory. Somebody is trying to take your space, but God has given. You cannot be a fool. Hallelujah. Settling in. Hallelujah. Oh, with a lazy attitude. When God gives you that territory, seize it. Come on, somebody tonight. If you want to keep your business and function in the fullness that God wants you to or business to function in the fullness till Jesus comes back you are ready to battle it out there are battles that is around it hallelujah when the children of Israel were in the wilderness there were no battles but when they entered the promised land 
giants appeared. A sign of battles or giants appearing is a sign that you have reached your promised land. The greater the battles, know that you are weary. You are actually standing on your promised land. Come on somebody tonight. How many of you are feeling tonight? Oh, there are battles. Hallelujah. Oh, in the Jeevatri Chala Yuddhangal Nadakundu. Adayala Mada. Hallelujah. Ni Aldinde. Hallelujah. Vagdhana Bhumilana Nukkunala. Come on somebody tonight. You are standing on the promised land. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. A sign of a giant is a sign that you've reached your promised land. If Goliaths are standing before you, it's a sign that you've come to occupy your God-given territory. If things are looking bigger and larger than you, it is a sign that God is with you. Come on. It's a sign that your battle, hallelujah, your victory ready over every battle tonight. Hallelujah. Your strongest adversaries and the place are in the place where God has given you. When you see the strongest the adversaries, you feel like a target. No, don't act like a victim. Be a victor because your strongest adversaries are standing, hallelujah, in the places where God has given you. Oh, hallelujah. So never run away. Never be afraid. If there are giants that you face, mountains that you face, remember the Lord is with you. He won the victory on the cross 2,000 years ago. He wants you to press through. He wants you to enforce it. Oh, Kabarathara Bosia. He wants you to, hallelujah, move and occupy that which is rightfully yours. He wants you to have a momentum, a movement. Come on, somebody. This is a starting of 2023 January 1st Thursday hallelujah don't lie in your bed lazy come on start moving forth start looking for the territory start holding on to the promise of God rise up from the bed of sickness come on let there be health and wholeness let your innest man be strengthened to overcome every battle outside tonight I feel like telling somebody oh let your inner man be strengthened tonight oh Pastor said he heard a man of God saying His father used to know how to fight his territory, his home He gets up and asks his children to pray with him in the morning and in the evening He asked them to memorize scripture every day that was how that man of God would teach the children. That's how I want to teach my children, my spiritual children. Who God has given, memorize the scripture. Read the Bible. Morning and evening. And today all their children and grandchildren are serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Because somebody in the family stood up and was willing to fight for the territory that God has given them. Somebody was willing to teach their children, how to fight their battles. Anything good needs qualification. You study and you win the battle of your exams. You get a job. Hallelujah. A happy family, a joyful family. There are battles to fight. Tonight, may you fight the battle. May God give you the strength to stand up and take what is rightfully yours. In Jesus' name. The Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 1, at the fourth verse, I looked and arose and said the nobles. Can you read that scripture? Nehemiah chapter 4 verses 14. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome. He will fight for for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Hallelujah. It says, fight for your family. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight for them. Not carnally, spiritually. Fight. Never fight for that which God hasn't given you. Never waste your energy, emotions to fight for something God has given you. If God has given you that business, fight for it. God has given you that land, fight for it. If God has given you that promise, fight for it. If God has not given you that ministry, don't fight for that ministry. You fight for your territory. 
Anyone who wants to take over land, they know that there is either gold or precious stones or oil or water wells, some kind of precious things in that land. In all that, God has given you. When you realize certain precious things, you fight for it. You fight for it. When there is a reward in that. Hallelujah. When you fight for it, what God has called you to fight, to take what God has called you to take, you will see the reward coming out of it. How do you know it's a fight? When you fight it, fight it, fight it, you will see the reward coming out of it. As a family, when you fight it, as for me and my family, we shall serve the Lord. And when you move in that direction, you will see the reward coming. Families, 2023 season, get up and start serving the Lord. No matter what, serving the Lord as a family, you will see the reward coming out of you. Take territory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. There was this man of God in Tamil Nadu. One of the son who went as a missionary to Afghanistan was shot in the leg. And someone asked the father, would you call him back? And the father said, no. He has gone to serve Jesus. If something happens to him, we will meet on the other shore. Hallelujah. When I sent him, when we send up children as a missionaries, we have made a covenant with God. Hallelujah. If they don't come back, hallelujah, we tell them, God bless you. I love you, son. I will meet you on the other shore. Look at the surrender. Look at the surrender. Come on, somebody, church. Surrender your children to serve the Lord wherever God has called them to. Surrender them. Let them go into God's hands. Hallelujah. Let mission fields open for the glory of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We are competing with the world, sending our children to something with the other people in the world too. I pray that we will raise them up for this generation. We will raise them as people of passion who will serve the Lord. We will raise them up giving the standard of God's word. We will raise them up teaching and telling them that the serving the Lord is the greatest privilege. Like my dad, I remember him. Yesterday was his 80th birthday, but I remember him and I honor him. Hallelujah. I stand him because I heard from my young days, he said, to be a servant of the Lord, to be a servant of the Lord is the most privilege, the greatest privilege one can have. I rose, hallelujah, as a young boy listening to these words and my life's desire was to serve the Lord all the days of my life and tonight I give it unto you hallelujah, and to your children hallelujah to teach and serving the Lord if you fight those battles you win certain territories once pastor said he had seven hours of worship and after four hours there was such battle inside the church in the air and he called a very senior man of God says, Pastor, can you pray? After four hours, you know, we see battles. And the man of God said, he said, you are, church is used to four hours. Now, after four hours, when you worship the Lord, you are taking more territories. You're taking more territories. That's why you felt that battle. Let the worship rise. Don't complain this year about the timing of the church. I am not here, hallelujah, to occupy the chairs. I am here to occupy the territory. It might go three hours, four hours, five hours. We are here to occupy the territory. You are taking territory in the spirit. Hallelujah. In our personal time, if you're used to 30 minutes, if you're comfortable there, go more. If you're comfortable one hour, go for more. Comfortable two hours, go for more. If you're used to fasting for three days, try seven. If you're comfortable seven days, try 21, 14, 21, 40. As the Holy Spirit leads, you only you know what are the battles they're facing. You have to take territories in the spirit tonight. How many of you will oh, pray in the Holy Ghost? Let me have a territorial anointing getting, hallelujah. Oh, you're getting comfortable in that old music. Here, get me another music. Oh, that's right. Hallelujah. 
Come on, somebody in thy home tonight. Oh, take hallelujah territories, take victories in the spirit. Oh, bala thala boro dabara kere zoto bora bala ba, bala bala ghatura dala bala zia. Alpha kala dole bere tere bova baba bato re tere. Oh, certain mental battles are broken tonight. Certain mind battles, mind controlling battles tonight are broken in the name of the Lord. Oh, baba baba baba, minds have become free tonight. Oh, enlargement. Oh, Rabba, go. Limitations to be broken. Laziness to be broken. Oh, indiscipline to be broken. Oh, Rabba, Kabo, Rebere. Minds to be free, Lord. Rabba, Rakara, Botele, Velelios. Lopretenio, Sompranesi. Victory by the blood of Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. There are seed for territory. Battlers, fight for your turf. Look at two people and say, fight for your turfs. Because one day you will look at the reserves in that land, that oil that come out of it, the gold that came out of it, you'll say it was worth it. The blessings that come out of it, it was worth it. Hallelujah. Confession, number three, is the seed for mercy. God was going to judge Nineveh. All the angels were out there to destroy it. But suddenly the prophet comes and saying one word. Repent. Change your mind. Change your heart. Turn to Jesus. All of them put on sackcloth and repents. Even their animals. They confesses for their sin. They open their heart and say, I'm sorry Lord. Forgive and immediately mercy filled that place. And God changed his mind. Oh, tonight God is changing the mind. Hallelujah. Over certain people. Hallelujah. Oh, victory. God's mercy is touching you. All the goodness of God is touching you tonight. All the mercy of God is engaging with you tonight. Oh, Rabba, Oh, Mercy will save the time. Mercy will save the time. Oh, hallelujah. Pastor, what did he say? Mercy will save the time. Yeah. What you would have gotten in 10 years, you'll get it in 10 minutes when the mercy of God touches your life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, ba 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 santhala rasya. Meaningful sorry produces always a blessing. Say sorry to your wife. What it would take. 10 months to counsel can repair in 10 minutes if you say meaningful sorry. Hallelujah. Meaningful apology produces blessing. Not for the namesake of it. Sometimes to prove point, people say, I'm sorry if I hurt you. You know. Because, you know, if I hurt you, you know, the reason was that you did something nasty to me. That was the reason. I'm sorry. That's pride. <laughs> That's not confession. Confession. Meaningful sorry always produces a blessing. God looks at your heart. The motive in which you are saying that confession. Hallelujah. Confession is a seed for mercy. Confession is not the same as repentance. Repentance is the seed of forgiveness, fourth thing. Confession means, Lord, I'm sorry. And then you might go again. You might go ahead and again do the same mistake and sin again. But repentance is, say, Lord, I don't want to do that ever again. Oh, that's repentance. Oh, Rabba, Ka Rabba. Oh, Lord, give me that grace, Lord. Never to do that sin, our mistake again. That is repentance. I messed up, Lord, but I don't want to make that same mistake again. And I'm not going to do the same. I refuse to go back again. I need your strength. I need your grace. Repent. Turn completely to Jesus. That is the seed of forgiveness where you're experiencing the cleansing of the Lord. God cleanses you that that nature to go back is broken. Hallelujah. There was a song in the olden days. There's a great change ever since I've met the Lord. 
when you really meet the Lord, there is change. <laughs> you cannot stay in a real time of prayer, a real time coming. People who are really, really coming to church will go back changed. Something about their life changes. Many people who come to church, they don't change. They're coming and you feel like you're speaking to the same hard-hearted rock <laughs> again and again. People are becoming more stubborn, more hearted, more strong, more strong-willed, more unapologetic, more disobedient. Something wrong. <coughs> Pardon me. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Some are still going behind the things which you shouldn't be going behind. The conductor of a great orchestra is to have his back towards the audience. You have got your back to the world. If you want to fulfill the work of God, back should be to the world. If you want to do the orchestra of God's will, if you want to do the heavenly orchestra, there is only one life to do that orchestra. Only one chance to do that. There is one life, one life. You don't have time to, hallelujah, look behind, hallelujah, the life, the place that God has brought you forth. You have no time to please people behind you. There is only one focus. Look to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. No way. Look at two people and say, no way you can look back. You cannot watch those same dirty stuff on the net. Drink the wrong stuff. Having the wrong camp company and sleep around the wrong kind of crazy things. and Doing the same gambling again and again. No. You can't gamble with your life. With the will of God. There are things that I used to do, but I will do it no more. Everybody say, I'll do it no more. I will do it no more. Hallelujah. Thankfulness is the seed of joy. Number five, thankfulness is the seed of joy. Look at somebody and say, thankfulness is the seed of joy. Have you seen people already depressed? Chances are not thankful enough. People are always discouraged, always needs encouragement. Thank Chances are they're not thankful enough. You know, people sometimes are very critical. You know, sometimes they're critical because, you know, you, as a pastor, sometimes, you know, when you have a meeting, a special meeting, you always look for excellence. You always look at to up the ante. You always look at to be better than last year. And you see something small, negligible, still you find it. <laughs> Hallelujah. How can there be more excellence? But together with that, you know, over the years, I said, I need to be also develop thankfulness. To develop it. Because your joy will be proportioned to your thankfulness. Everybody said, joy will be proportioned to your thankfulness. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this life. You have to learn to, I told you uh, the last day of the last Thursday, I said, Extreme thankfulness is when you don't find something to thank, finding something to thank. Extreme thankfulness brings overflow. In the most un, mm, uh, deserted place where you know you cannot see anything, but you find something. Hallelujah. You find something. To thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Your story will change. Your story will change. Your story will change. Hallelujah.
some of us in the beginning of the year thank the lord how we guided you how we protected you how you brought you to 2022 through the valley through the scares through the coronas come on come on somebody tonight there are 100 million things that were frightening the 100 million things hallelujah that have gone wrong but come on somebody tonight thank the lord haraba karabo shikala baraba hallelujah 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 I could either complain to the Lord, Lord, you took my dad at the age of 79, almost 80. Or I can thank the Lord for 79 years of grace. Wow. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's how I see it, how I perceive it. Hallelujah. 79 of extraordinary life that has raised up a generation to serve the Lord. That has raised up children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren for the glory of God. Ministries, birth, hallelujah. Men of God rose, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, glory to God. People had the boldness and the courage to step out for God. Hallelujah. And the ministry did not stop with them. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Develop thankfulness. it won't come automatically the devil would have showed 100 things that has not happened in your life but the holy spirit can show million things that god has made possible for you thank from your heart not mechanically you have to thank the lord for his goodness for his mercy and january be a month that you start thanking god then the overflow the seed of thankfulness hallelujah amen will produce joy hallelujah Are you here tonight? Number six. Confrontation is the seed for change. Confrontation is the change for change. Anybody, anything that you confronted, you will not be able to change. Anything that you will not permit, anything that you permit will continue. Anything that you learn to confront yourself or some, and not somebody else. Anything that you see within you that is not scriptural, that is not good. You need to confront yourself. You need to look at yourself and say, don't say oh don't feel sorry for yourself lord will understand but how long will you say it <laughs> he understands it yes he loves you yes he accepts you with with that problem but you have to confront it as is but i have to change i need the grace to change oh come on somebody tonight pastor even if you don't understand my lord will understand yeah yeah <laughs> but that's not what you need what you need was to change you you have to change yourself and when you have a relationship hallelujah now sometimes you know you want to confront some people but when they're absolutely wrong but you don't want you know you don't want to because because something in your say that there's no point of uh uh confronting them because you if you have to confront somebody Uh, you need to have a relationship with them you need to know they trust you you have to work together with them the moment somebody don't do that ah, you know i've learned over the years not to confront that leave leave them alone because hosea chapter 4:17 the scary scripture a frame is joined to idols leave them alone says so you keep your views you keep your thoughts i have mine i'll do what god has called you to do he says leave them alone it's no use wasting your time certain people to leave them alone the life battles will teach them hopefully hallelujah because god has no plan to work with a frame just leave him alone when david sent god sent a nathan when solomon sent again nathan came and samuel sent i mean saul sent samuel the prophet came but after that when you see this lot of kings rebelled god never send anybody when you are rebelling and when you are doing something against god nobody is coming to confront you and correct you it's a scary place and basically god said let them take their own course because the word of god will confront you it's a sign that god loves you the bible says he who loves he disciplines let the righteous man strike me and bother me rana talake their head should get some <laughs> oh. cuz he wants to work with you 
Hallelujah. And a child of God walks, uh, acts like a slave, God will... Listening is the seed of knowledge, number seven. Listen to people. Listen to people who knows more than you in that particular uh, area of life. Learning to attention. You know, when I go home, there might be three children, my wife, always wanting to your attention. Pastor said, when you go home, all the four girls looking for attention. Hallelujah. So he said he learned the secret. Say in the car, prepare your heart before God. And then go, get ready. You always need to prepare your heart before you listen. You have to listen with abandonment. You cannot say, I'm tired. I cannot. To listen with abandoning yourself and focusing. So develop the art of listening. On a graveyard, it is written, I told you I was sick, you didn't listen. You got to listen to the people. In the voice, you can hear their pain. It gives you the knowledge of that person. When I know there is a potential staying close to me, I listen to them. Because unless I learn who they are, what they are, I cannot unleash the potential inside. You have to learn. I only give access, time, my home, my space to people who listen. In the olden days, it was like a, you know, what is that? Bus, bus, bus stand. People who listen, not listen, everybody. Now it's a heavenly stand. Only people are willing to listen and they're my premises. Hallelujah. You are a walking warehouse of seeds and listening is a seed. God gives you eyes to discover the sadness in somebody else's face. Tonight I pray that the heart of compassion will come tonight and you will look at somebody and will understand what that person is going through before you judge that person. Know what that person is going through. Look at the sadness in that face. If you are a counselor, don't just say anything to them. Sometimes for counseling, people come to just pour out their pain. Don't say anything to them. Just listen. Let them let go of their burden. They don't need an answer. It is a seed that we sow. Listening. Hallelujah. Pastor said, there are many people who call on the prayer line because there are faithful people to listen. Everybody's listening. My spiritual father taught me to listen. Listen to the voice of the spirit. Listen to what's happening in the spiritual atmosphere. I can enter a room and I can know five types of people sitting there. Because it's an art to understand the atmosphere. I have saved the perversity of the city because I learned to listen to the atmosphere that I entered. Before I entered a place, I knew what sort of spirit was there. I guarded immediately. So you read one chapter of Proverbs once a day. Hallelujah. You will find that word. Listen, listen, listen. Honor is the word for success. Your future is decided by whom you choose to honor. I honor my spiritual father with all my heart. I honored my father and my mother. I honored these parents. The spirit of honor that you do. I honor the church. I honor the work of God. I honor other men of God who God has kept above me. I honor men of God God uses. I honor even people who are unbelievers but who have helped me in one way or the other. I honor, honor them. Because your future is decided by the seed of honor. Wisdom is the ability to know the difference in people, in circumstances, in situations. Know the difference even in their giftings. Honor is focusing on, Lord, who is the one that I should? 
army people give honor to the people brave generals policemen do that our country gives honor we have got some of the greatest awards if a man of god is given an honor they'll say it's cult it's it's worship seldom we find a family husband giving honor to the wife or wife giving honor to the husband or the children giving honor to their parents or church giving honor to the men of god god is placed no wonder nothing mighty happening the lord said he was not honored in his own a prophet is without honor in his own home turf and he said he could not do anything mightly because they were so unbelieving and the moment you do honor a man of god the people stay to scream cult cult and the bible says give double honor wow 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 no wonder they say cult cult <laughs> give double honor to the one who faithfully serve the lord above you anything less than that god will not honor you sometimes you honor people by your silence sometimes you know elderly people you know and sometimes you try to change them you know they won't change but you don't try to change them force them by your silence for the age you know sometimes i need to cultivate it sometimes you know you sit with your grandfather grandmother they tell you the same story again and again and again and every year for the last 50 years that you've been with them silently hear them just like you are hearing for the first time sona there was a man of god uh, other day pastor was saying he was traveling from after a meeting and he took a call of a 90 year old woman and was listening to her story and after he put the phone down he said for the last so many so many years he called me every day at around 10 o'clock and tell me the same thing but i just listen to it seri amma ji okay amma ji prarthikya come on somebody tonight hallelujah blessings favor money is all connected to honor hallelujah praise the lord every time money is not coming know that there is somebody you are not honoring if there is no favor attached to your life you need to sow the seed of honor where did i miss honor comes before favor honor is what matters most even in marriage the bible says let a man leave his father his mother and be joined to his wife and she shall be one flesh it is a sign of honoring your wife and honoring your husband that you leave your parents and you say i honor you i'm choosing to be with you that doesn't mean we dishonor our parents but it shows a priority and then you have joined your family presentation is the seed of acceptance once a man of god said somebody came to me and said please pray that i get this job and the man of god looked out to me and said son you won't get that job <laughs> person said don't curse me why wouldn't i get this job he said because your hair is sticking out you are showing your belly button and your, your dress is unkept and you haven't shaven and you smell that comes from your mouth is <laughs> about to knock me down <laughs> If you go like this for that job <laughs> they're not going to give you that job One of the big guys who was recruiting said personal appearance is that 90% of the time people are not accepted for the job personal appearance In the book of Leviticus it is speaking about the presentation of sacrifices that the Lord wants to place it before you My man of God my pastor my spiritual father he doesn't matter the taste of the food but the way they present the food is very important to make sure when he's on when he comes to my home the food is presented better than a five star hotel in 1 Samuel 16:7 the bible says man look at the outward but lord looks at the heart but the truth is man look at the outward somebody went to the man of god and said pastor please pray that i get this job he said i won't this is because the way you are looking you won't get that job for sure he said but, but god looks at the heart but he says god is not interviewing you 
presentation. When Jesus is about to be born, angels came and began to sing, God is presenting his son with the angelic choir, with the glory of God. And it says, Behold, the city of God is to a Savior who is Jesus Christ. Look at the way God presented his son. Wow. How you present yourself, even a meal, even yourself. Like what Pastor said, he said, My dog eats sometimes the same food what I eat, but the difference is only in the presentation. <laughs> My chicken comes with bone, but also with salad. It's presented nice. Presentation takes time, it takes creativity, it takes attentiveness, it takes carefulness. Sometimes people come to church, church is not looking so good. Or sometimes people say, church is looking so good. There's attentiveness. I tell the people who are in the presentation committee or creative teams, make the church look good every day. What can you? If God wanted to be presented, why not? Spend some money for the glory of God. Hallelujah. I remember years back when I, maybe 25 years back when I started ministry, when one of the ministries in Mangalore, you know, when I went, you know, I didn't shave. And I went into the stage after I came out, my spiritual father, pastor told me, never get into that preaching pulpit without properly shaving and pressing yourself ever since. Even if my beard looked good, I shaved. <laughs> First of all, it doesn't grow properly. Anyway, yeah. Presentation can be deceiving. Also, politicians, for example, they dress up in white and make people think they like them, but there is deception. Somebody said, every fisherman is a deceiver because he presents that bait with a juicy worm. Hook is hidden behind the juicy worm. Presentation involves thought, it has a cost. Sometimes people say, Oh, you spend a lot of money doing this presentation, but you are also making pleasurable memories. Oh, how many of you want tonight to make pleasurable memories for the glory of God? Hallelujah. Presentation reveals honor. It shows importance. Lift your hands tonight. Say, Lord, Holy Spirit, make me creative. Help me to have the thought that will glorify your name. Help me to do best for the glory of his name. Amen. Words are seeds for feelings. I go fast tonight. Harsh words create harsh feelings. There are people who don't know how to speak well in a tender manner, in a gentle manner. Jesus' gentleness has made me great, the Bible says. You have to be gentle. To be a leader, you have to be gentle. Words of healing in tough times. Words that can speak, that restore, produces life. People will respect. The Bible says, Jesus came with truth, with grace. He spoke the truth in grace. Truth by itself can hurt. Truth itself can put somebody down. Today we get hurt. We post in Facebook. We send messages to our friends how, how, how bad that person is. That's not seeds for your future. Although they are the truth, right words will be a bridge. An old saying, think before you speak. Ask the Lord tonight, Lord, I need to think before I speak. Holy Spirit, give me whole godly thoughts, the mind of Christ, the words of healing to bless and restore somebody in Jesus' name. 2023, may you never release words that hurt each other in Jesus' name. And if you believe that, put your hands together. Receive that grace. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Order is the seed of productivity. Order means accurate arrangement of things. Order. Anything that you clean up room, you know what I'm saying? 
you feel like you have stepped into another anointing when jesus even when he died and he rose again he put his towel clean and neat it's an anointing you wash the car if the car is looking dirty put everything in order god told hezekiah put your house in order whatever you do ministry in order you have to train yourself notes books daniel before he presented himself before the king he studied for 3 years in the bible in daniel 1 and the 5th verse the bible says and the king appointed for them a daily portions of the king's delicacies and the wine which he drank and 3 years of training for them so that at the end of that time they might serve the king training to be in order he had to learn the years of the language of the palace before esther became the queen she for 3 years if my memory is right washed herself anointed herself there was a special person kept for her to train nearly 12 months joseph when he was going to the next level he had a word from god go and interpret to the dream to pharaoh but he knew egyptian people shaved he had a long beard the bible says in genesis 41:14 when pharaoh had sent joseph they brought him quickly out of the dungeon and he shaved changing his call in order when he came to the pharaoh he knew it was his opportunity it was his time because jews always like the beard egyptians were clean shaven he knew at a word from god i need to press and i need to be in order let me shave let me dress up the way i'm supposed to dress up some people they casually come onto the pulpit i said no dress up look like you're going for a marriage function anything short of that is not acceptable before god you are basically saying i uh, in front of a 1 crore marriage if i do I clean it up i have bath i put perfumes i go shaven i put my best suit i put my best teeth i put all the makeup i put all the jewelry and i go to beauty parlor for four hours and i go for that and when i come to the stage i hardly shower i hardly change my clothes something i put on and i come here you are telling the lord you are not as great as that one crore marriage and it's not acceptable in the presence of god you are putting god down every time you come look at your pastor <laughs> problems that are a seed for recognition any problem that you will solve will bring you a reward any problem you create have no reward any problem that you solve has a reward why do you give a plumber money because it does his work why do you give your cook money because it does her work why do you give your driver the wages because it does his work he's solving a problem every problem that you'll solve will take a step higher god has created each and every one to somebody's problem there are financial rewards so when you see a problem next time don't run away when david saw the problem of goliath he ran towards goliath not away rest of israel were backing up david saw the problem he ran you go forward to face a problem god will give you the wisdom to solve it his grace will show up because those are seeds that will open what god has given you and jehu saw a jessebel he threw her <laughs> i like that he threw her out of the window wow i want some jehus and finances that's what we read in proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 says that scripture that we read in 2 corinthians 9 he says if anybody sows generously you will reap generously i read two scriptures for the lack of time in the year of overflow what does the bible say in proverbs chapter 3 you know today you know we are celebrating our 14th wedding anniversary thank god for 14 years of grace and i want to thank the lord I honor my wife hallelujah stood tall and strong and with not you know you know there's two entities one entity serving the lord she reminded me scripture so in honor of her i'll say this verse 9 and 10 honor the lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine hallelujah everything first 
that God has given you financially. The Bible says, give it to the Lord's work. Give it to God. Hallelujah. And He will prosper you. He will overflow with new wine, new orders, new opportunities, new access for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to do it. I invite you to do it tonight. Hallelujah. And 1 Kings chapter 2, 2, 3. Watch powerful, powerful verse. 1 Kings chapter 2 and the third verse. Oh, you're going to enjoy this. And keep the charge of the Lord your God to keep in the ways, to keep His statutes, His commandments, His judgments and His testimonies as written in the law of Moses. That you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. Oh, tonight, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you see the sow, see the sow the seed of money, the Lord is saying you will prosper wherever you turn. Hallelujah. Come on somebody tonight. Glory to God. May God bless you. Hallelujah. This day. Hallelujah. With the seeds of grace let there be overflow. Let's close our eyes in prayer tonight. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And with all that prayer is the seed for enlargement. Jabez prayed and the Bible says God heard his tears and God enlarged him. Don't forget to start this year with prayer. Prayer is the seed for enlargement. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Tonight, ask the Lord that every negative seeds tonight that are working in your life be broken tonight. Challenging your life. Doing your wrong battles because of the wrong seeds that you sow. Tonight, bring it before the Lord in prayer. Let it be destroyed tonight in the name of the Lord. Before you will sow any good seeds in the ground, in line with the scripture, let's let go of the bad seeds. The moment you confess, it's uprooted.